Shut up, I love it. Hello, this is Sasha, and this is Joe Cabello, and this is Shut Up, I Love It, a podcast where we're inviting guests to talk about something underrated or unexplored under the sun, like today's topic. Joining us today, well, he did not really give us a real bio, so we're gonna make it up <laughs> for him, just based on our best knowledge of this person. Uh, he uh, was born in Glendora, California. Uh, a biracial kid. Very important that people know <laughs> that he was yeah. born in Glendora. A biracial kid to a uh, policeman, dad, Irish dad, and uh, Mexican slash J- uh, Japanese mom. Fuck me, I'm killing it, guys. I'm like already killing it. That's great. Joel, pick it up from here. Uh, and he was an <laughs> in-betweener on Space Jam. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we just. Jumped. I could already, I could already tell our follower count is growing just by the <laughs> mere mention of In Betweener and Space Jam. And this <laughs> wonderful person, he uh, also worked in worked and still working. All right, even in his trialing times for our country, he's working as an artist for very famous animated productions that he refused to tell me which once they are but i know which ones they are it's iron giant which i learned 10 seconds ago futurama joe pick it up from here um the <laughs> snoopy snoopy something <laughs> i'm just looking at the text message trying to come up but you know what? he's a lovely lovely person i've shared some of my greatest laughs with this man and at this man yeah <laughs> welcome patrick daly Big D. Big D, known yeah. in our circles. Yes, thank you very much. That was very nice uh, bio. I'm surprised you remembered my parents' uh, origins. I know. I'm surprised, too. <laughs> I feel like at some point we had a very deep uh, ethnic uh, conversation. And your takeaways point. Your takeaways was he's biracial and Glendora. <laughs> yeah, Glendora is a special place. It's the pride of the foothills, and not a lot of people know about it. But we're not here to talk about it. Glendora, doesn't sound much like we? it's the pride. <laughs> if nobody knows about it, then they really aren't that prideful. Yeah, we're not here talking about Glendora, although now I'm sure you're second guessing yourself, and you well, should have. Yeah, I mean, if Glendora becomes like uh, woven into this uh, sporadically into this conversation, I'm not going to be terribly upset. Right, the main uh, yeah. subject of everything. Yeah, yeah it always comes back to Glendora. <laughs> and also, he like, all, if Glendora. all Glendoras are going to listen to this podcast based on the fact that their town is spoken about and they it's have bad. such pride about it. <laughs> yeah, they're so proud. That's that's like a few thousand oh. listens right there. They have their own police department. So there you go. Which your dad was a cop in. No, he was in Los Angeles. Ah, this, this way I shouldn't, like, get deep into your bio because I'll start messing yeah. up. Patrick, what are you here to talk about? Oh, I'm here to talk about a little movie called The Master Samurai. It's uh, it's a uh, I, I saw it two weeks ago on um, Amazon Prime, and not know. an easy movie to find unless you just like randomly find. Okay. There's no Wikipedia page for it. Let's start with that. Oh, there was no Wikipedia page. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it was well. Two- yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. It was a 2019 movie, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't even know how many people have watched it. And I decided There's, not well, to three, research it. Three people have watched this. <laughs> yeah, and, and actually, it's based off of a manga. Mm-hmm. Right. It says that in the... So people, are, people must 
like this a lot. Right. But not our, uh, the people that I hang out with. So it is an unknown and underappreciated subject. So Patrick, tell us, give us, give us a little background, the context. How did you stumble slashed seeked this well, I have, a- I have Amazon Prime. I actually got wow. I actually, this is a big development because Patrick was the last person <laughs> to get cell phone in all of the United States of America. Um, and I remember that was a big thing. And then I feel like you were went directly into the iPhone because you never owned the flip phone. Is that true? Yeah, I went directly from a uh, landline to an iPhone 4S. So that, that right away tells you how, how patient he was with waiting for this cell phone fad to die out. <laughs> and then I had the iPhone 4S until I want to say a month or two ago. And I actually got an iPhone. They 11. still make them? Or did you have to? No, I, no it was the same one. Mm. And then you finally, just used like, it so infrequently, the battery yeah. was still really good. <laughs> the back started to come off. And I was like, oh, I got to get a new phone. But and you know why working. the back was coming off? Because Patrick was jogging his seven-mile fucking run that he runs every morning and loves to talk about, and it was just bouncing against his tight, iron, <laughs> giant ass. And that's how the back came the, on the iPhone came off. Because yeah, Patrick a is a good, fucking uh, runner. He's a runner. Seven-mile trails in Glendora. Oh. Full of great seven-milers. <laughs> well, old, full disclosure, Patrick no longer lives in Glen, Glendora. Oh, no, don't dox me now. <laughs> uh, no longer the pride of Glendora. Yeah. He's a Burbank kid, which he also owns two crabs, but we're not going to go into that. Did they pass? <laughs> no, I only have one crab. Oh, did you eat one during the quarantine? No, or? I have this one hermit crab that survives everything, and every time I try to give him a friend, the friends die. That's, a little moment of silence suspicious. there. Yeah. Play, yeah. All right, Master Samurai, is you're sitting on your computer, yes. a slash phone. No, no, I, I, I got like the, I got like a PlayStation Four, and it's hooked up to my, Great. my TV, and it's got, you know, that's Amazon a new Prime. development. That yeah. is, so we're learning a lot. Like it's more details for the next podcast. Yeah. We do. My, my PlayStation Four is basically my smart TV because my regular television is just a normal like flat screen I've had forever. He actually went from cave paintings <laughs> straight to PS Four. <laughs> He yeah. skipped uh, TV and other things. I don't know what, I don't even know what a, a game console was before the PS4. All right. No, but like I was, yeah, I just got Amazon Prime. I actually got it for the boys and I got it like a, as a free. For the boys, you have two kids? No, no. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. No, he's talking about the crabs. Yeah, yeah, the crabs for, <laughs> so they can watch something. No, the, the uh, Amazon Prime original show called The Boys. Mm-hmm. Have you uh, watched season two? No, season two is still come out till September. Thank you for that update. Go yes. on. Um, so... <laughs> I would have talked about that, but then I was like, everybody's talking about that. What? That's whatever. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like, very emotional superhero movie, superhero show, mm. and it. Some might say, might say anti-superhero show. Yeah, anti-superhero show, away. but like, so like, everyone's talking about it. So like, like okay, so we're just gonna cover the same crap everybody else talked about. Wow, um, a lot of attitude I'm sensing <laughs> already <laughs> early on. Go on. Right, but anyway, so I've had, and then I just. I, I got a free trial and I watched that show. Wow. And then I just kind of let <laughs> Free it. trial for like the 700 <laughs> right. people that still don't have Amazon Prime in the world. Go on. <laughs> I just let it, <laughs> I just let it lapse. So now I just have Amazon Prime and I don't have any other streaming service. I don't have Netflix. I don't have any. But you know what? They finally like stepped up their game. I feel like Amazon Prime is finally becoming good like s- streaming service. There's good stuff on there. But I think like Netflix just pumps out so much uh, original content that that Amazon Prime is a little bit more like prestige stuff, and then random movies like uh, 
samurai sensei yeah a lot of, <laughs> yeah a lot of actually a lot of a lot of stuff is crap on there like like just like regular movies like once in a while i'll see like a movie that i'm like oh like you know they have silence of the lambs that's a good great movie but i've seen that you know a thousand times already wow so I'm like, this is very telling that yeah. you've watched that movie so many times well, it's a good movie study I just, I it actually a study. <laughs> it's I, like looking in the mirror i mean i just watched it a week ago again and i was oh this is a good movie <laughs> like, oh my god but it is so but anyway i so like it was just one of those things like i it is one of those things where like it, it has the recommended for you so then i just just going through my recommended for me they don't know you they just got you. Yeah, your free trial. Yeah. <laughs> watching the boys and that's it. I love how this this story, all of this is just to say, <laughs> oh, I opened up Amazon and it was there, so I watched it. We're getting in the very detail, the very minutiae of Patrick's existence. I feel like if the more you know, the more you understand why I watched it in the first place. We're, we're like, how did, uh, so tell us why you chose this movie. You're like, well, I stood up and I walked five steps and I turned on the PS4. <laughs> we're like, okay. And I flexed Every a few t- times because that's what I, I blinked do. and then I sat down. Pretty I put, much. <laughs> I put batteries in the remote. <laughs> no, it, actually, it was one of those things. And I, I think everybody has this with, um, with any streaming services. You just like go through every like little thumbnail and mm-hmm. then maybe the description. And then you're like, nah. Nah, I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Do, I like this movie. It's good, but I've seen this ten times. Mm-hmm. Nah, 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 nah. So, so finally, like, I just landed on this one, and I'd actually seen it. I think a couple times before, and I said nah to it. Nah. Then, then to that one. N a h. Yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. And then you did you out loud say that where you like just yeah. at home nah. alone going yeah. nah. Nah. Must have been awkward for that crab just yeah. listening to Patrick <laughs> nagging around. Yeah, he just in the other room going, "What is he talking? Who's he talking to?" Mm. But but um yeah I just then finally like I just was like I saw the synopsis and I have like a, a soft spot for like fish out of water s- stories because that's your that's very you <laughs> right that's just you in the world <laughs> I, I know like this is so <laughs> like you this guy just comes with this uh, iPhone out of nowhere and he's like what time am I in right oh exactly. yeah <laughs> sure that's all he's running all the time yeah. That's right. You're right. In the, mo- in the movie, that guy. He, he is, is running and he running. doesn't understand iPhone. Now right. I understand why right. it's such <laughs> now, a deep yeah. connection yeah, with I, this movie. I didn't even know that, know, notice that because it must have been a subconscious thing in my mind when I Well, now that we are it. getting really into subconscious part of your mind, can you tell us the premise for those people who for some reason have not seen this movie to those listeners of us all over the world? I and, mean, and the listeners in Japan must have seen it, but like, what about the rest of the world? And, and before you get to that, can we just... We just confirmed that Big D watches movies subconsciously because they reflect his existence. <laughs> all of them. And he also mentioned that he's watched Silence of the Lambs thousands of times. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> it, it is like looking in the mirror and recognizing <laughs> his own characteristics when he sees We're confirmed Anthony on Hawkins. both those things. Right. I just want that to be for the record. Yeah. yeah, it is on the record. But I'm I'm the guy who, who helps Clarice, the guy who's just says The guy who hey. throws jizz at her? <laughs> Hannibal? <laughs> no. I was going to say the guy who just goes, uh, hey, come, uh, you know, he just opens come. opens the gate and says, make sure you walk <laughs> on the right side of the wall. That's like. Okay, just making uh, sure you're not the guy who blesses her with the. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Get yeah. the timestamp for that for the, so it's quicker right. for the criminal proceedings. Yeah. <laughs> just to send the evidence. So, Patrick, what is the premise of this sp- masterpiece of cinema what's 
the premise is all it is is that it's a samurai who comes from like 150 years ago he and he finds himself in modern day japan very modern day because 2019 we're seeing right. like fresh pre-covid japan right like just like pumped for oh the that? weird sound on zoom okay good Go that ahead. was but but also that is an also it's a kind of an interesting to watch during like a pandemic like this because it has nothing to do with the pandemic it's very escapist to me mm-hmm. watching it it's also very um when i'm watching it it's very uh, earnest there's no cynicism in that movie whatsoever all right so let's just go a little bit over the plot right of this movie so yeah, yeah and can we maybe just frame it too in what all, all of our um interest and connection is with japanese movies yeah okay. and is and it Patrick's something you normally is do through his grandmother no grandfather grandfather pff, told you like i shouldn't go beyond the first level of knowing patrick yeah. once i start guessing that's what i screwed up <laughs> um yeah so grandfather right so that's already right there like speaking his ancestors speaking to him right watch japanese movies watch. is that what you get out of these movies <laughs> no i don't i don't even know like I was I I am like I was obsessed with like Japanese culture like when I was a kid just because I liked the way samurais looked. Sure. Like I remember I'd get books in the I've, library I've and like just fucking like, helmet at my house with samurai helmet because yeah. Jay awesome. you know, was given it when he was born. So like I just like that part of it. I don't even know if it has anything to do with my my ethnic heritage yeah because so like i grew up japan because many people love yeah japan. i think it's just a matter of i think J- japan's just fascinating in general yeah. and like i would never claim to be like an expert on the on it or anything like that i was just like as and i think mostly like it, it's always been like a visual thing for me mm-hmm. and then and then like as i gotten older i've like watching different samurai movies and that time period and i understand that like you know in the kurosawa films and i understand like it, like watching a samurai film from japan is like watching a western from america mm-hmm. it's like a uh, a romanticized version of that time period and not right realistic and then even when you do get to a realistic point it's still heightened so right so okay so many people love japan because japan is as alien of a culture to a non-japanese person as it can get right like if you can't you know we can't go to mars but we can go to japan and we'd probably the most alien experience. So but that, that was like my big takeaway from this movie. It's like, wait, we are in Japan that's amazing and, uh, and weird country. And so like we're in this country that is weird to us, but it's like supposed to feel like, oh my God, this is so normal to the viewer because he's, the, the character is constantly running up against the modern, you know, things that he doesn't understand right but to me like but they, they are fucked up those things are crazy because we're in japan <laughs> <laughs> but i love japan and so to me that is the exciting thing yeah. as well yeah okay yeah it's like a different layer uh, of an experience you're going to get out of it maybe similar to people who might watch a film set in america if they're they oh, live yeah. somewhere else um i really like japanese movies i try to stay up on them i I feel like when you go to uh, Japanese movies, Korean films, Chinese cinema, Indian cinema, there it's so interesting because a lot of what drives American cinema is the studio system, and you, you get a lot of very similar types of movies and similar, I don't know, vibes and ways of storytelling. And then so when you get to watch these uh, movies from other countries, 
it's really cool because they don't always make the same choices. Tone can be different. Um, so I really yeah, appreciate watching. It's, sometimes it's not clear how they even got the money to make the weird ass movie, which is not necessarily the case with this movie. I mean, you know, but a lot of times you're watching like, what the fuck did they make money to make? Like to to, to get <laughs> a this popular movie? manga. It it's a popular happen. manga. But it is a popular manga. Are you familiar, Patrick, with the? With no. the are you like a manga all, fan? All I um a mango. Also, no. you can answer also the mango. <laughs> mango, yeah. Because I love mango. Mango, yes. Manga, not sure about it. What about you, Joe? Mango, I'm allergic to. Oh, uh, I was not. Uh, I was not familiar with the manga before, but while I was watching it, I, I was like, "What? What is this movie? Like, why does it exist? Where did it come from?" Right. Um, so I looked it up and then found out that it was based off a of manga, and then that made a lot of sense to me because I've seen a lot of. Uh, or at least somewhat familiar with a lot of Japanese movies based off manga that are always like in a certain budget <laughs> as right. well. Like they have a very certain look and budget to them. And oh, uh, I, I have and to vibe. get into the look of it I at some point. But I don't. I don't think. We'll save it. Like I. I always. Yeah. I saw the. All I knew about it when I when I saw it was just that little descriptor that it had saying it was about a a, a a samurai coming into modern day and it was based on a popular or i don't even know if, it's a, know if it said popular in the description but it said it was based on a manga and you were like that's it i'm in that's, that's all i knew and but i like like i said i like fish out of water especially like time travel type stuff so like um so like you know like <laughs> like even like encino man well, yeah, I was going to mention this is very Encino Man or the new Seth Rogen movie, American Pickle. Right, that type it's of It's basically life. exactly that, yeah. So like, so let's just go over this little bit of a plot. So it starts with the guy already working in this present time. That was a confusing part of me. I was like, wow, they're starting almost like with the boring part. All right. Yeah, the yeah it, it was interesting how they, how they did it. I was... Yeah. It really starts almost in a very, uh, it's jarring Okay. what they show. How did they start, Patrick? It starts with these little kids showing up for school. And it actually, it's come, it actually goes on the, the first thing I think is the placard of the school saying, um, was it Sakai Private, private um, Prep School is what it says. And then you just have, um, yeah, you have the, the kids preparing. And I think you might see him maybe, I don't know, like, tightening like his belt or something i don't know exactly what if they show any like parts like close-ups of him like just like not his his face but just like close-ups like uh like his body or whatever and uh and boy does he have a body let me <laughs> just talk about it for a second <laughs> apparently he was this actor in 2009 was fourth sexiest male celebrity in his swimsuit in japan okay yeah he looks like he's a good-looking guy yeah and he's and actually like part of the i mean part of the reason that the movie is watchable is because he's interesting to watch some might say the only reason <laughs> save those feedbacks for later what? so the little kids and he's teaching them right he's right. like the sensei what's his name um it's uh takichi hanpetai he's got uh, two names he's got takichi zuizon i guess it's like his proper name and then like his like more known name is Takichi Hampitai. Hampita. All right, Patrick, like, you, you, yeah, you, 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 you yeah. sound terrible in Japanese. So well, I'm also, to <laughs> uh, 
It's one of those weird things to like you read it and then like you and you're not hearing his name actually being spoken like unless no you're, they like, do real, because I, they do. I learned a little bit of Japanese oh, I, from doing hot yoga with my friends who are in Tokyo teaching right. from Tokyo and in in Japanese and also taking Rosetta Stone of course for, in Japanese and <laughs> they actually do constantly say sensei and then his name I right. just don't remember what his name is right so like Takichi is probably the best let's go with Takichi. Takichi yeah if we're wrong or, email us or Takichi-san. <laughs> Takichi-san, yeah. I doubt they call him Takichi-san. That's what the old man who hired yeah, him so calls he, him. But they call him Sensei, Sake-san, right? Yeah. So he's a Sensei to these tiny little kids. And then there's an older man who hired him. Right. We learned they have this like special, like almost like father-son or grandfather-grandchild, like close relationship, right? Yeah. And then we go back and see what the fuck happened. How did this guy in the old school kimono uh, got here? And with his like shaved, half shaved head and all this stuff that you expect, like a real samurai from like a Kurosawa movie. Yeah. And like the, it's super faithful to the manga. This is where the. Uh, I read the the first issue, a few pages of it. And it's. How do you know? You you like researched that shit? Yeah. I went and looked it up. Um, Just Googled it. But. uh, Oh. Yeah. the, The first pages are exactly the opening of the oh wow the movie maybe that's why maybe it's really made for the fans then well yeah and i didn't really i didn't get to read enough of it to see if it was as confusing or jarring kind of that Mm -hmm. how they do that switchback because you have no reason to care for the character to begin with (laughs) when you see him and all that like i I (laughs) just think it's maybe they just assume i i I thought maybe they assume like with me when i'm watching it like i watched it twice i watched it the two weeks ago and said okay i'm gonna um, and then I and then I watched it again two days ago because mm. we're going to do this podcast <laughs> in between and viewings like, not, of uh, of your murder movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and running seven miles. Right, uh, watching Gator. Uh, mm-hmm. No, the, the uh, but the I it's better on the first watch. On the rewatch, it's kind of like I already know what's going to happen, so I don't care that anymore. But because I didn't know what was happening or know what was going to happen. I didn't know where the movie was going. It was I had more of an intrigue. Even the first scene, because he's just like this proper samurai. I'm like, what is he teaching these kids? Like, what does he know? Like, is he? And teaching they them? show <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, they do, but like they sh- don't show it really there. I think they show it in the next, like after he they show right. the past, and then they show him back again after all his little adventure things going. Then and they what show is he teaching the little kids? It feels he's like he's teaching them. Zen expressions from old masters that they could have learned by themselves, but it's better from his. <laughs> that's mouth. cool, though. You could, yeah, you could say that about anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. So he's teaching them old expressions. Uh, I feel like he's teaching them like very classic stories from. Okay, you can't like it's easy to break one stick, but when you put three sticks together, it's like three people's friendship is more unbreakable that, that than was a good line that was yeah. a good lesson and good moment in it yeah and that's yeah. called foreshadowing for what happens later all right well that I, well that uh i guess well that could come into play later yeah i wonder if the, why they would say that lesson early yeah. in the first act but it's and a movie that frames itself by revisiting his past story i think three major times throughout the movie right mm-hmm. so you could figure out kind of what led him to that like you know that he got sent back and all that but you're kind of figuring it out and it gets really dark <laughs> yes well this is what i the reason why i brought this movie like i had other things i want to talk about but this was the movie i brought up partially not because i was like 
this is the greatest movie and I love it. It was more of the fact like I was trying to figure out. It's for kids. That's what it feels like. Until the last um, scene. But no, not even the yeah. last scene. Even the middle parts, the parts that talk about his past. Because you're like, would a kid get this? Because like they would get... All right, so let's just get the viewers again who haven't seen the movie. Right. Let's just get a little more transparent. So basically then after this, we, we establish he's teaching in the school. Not clear exactly what he's teaching. He has this relationship with the older guy. Then there's like a young... So the kids are very young, by the way. They're like five years old, maybe, right? Like he's teaching... Right. It's a uh, prep school. I guess it's like a prep for life, prep for regular school. Like, And then, and then there's the uh, grandson of the schools uh the older guy who finds our right. character his name is Saki, i think and and he he used to be like a chairman of the akabano bono company okay. and like like he's like a big deal okay he's a big deal he's a rich guy he's an older guy and then he has a grandson who's kind of a dick to our character and then he has a girlfriend the kid so the kid is like 16 years old and he has a girlfriend and they've been together for fucking 10 years she says she says i've been with this guy for 10 years so they started dating when they were six now if you're in japan email us and let us know if that's normal or not because that's very interesting i mean it's very admirable it's sweet yeah yeah, and so then we go like, oh, wait, but what is the cool, where is the time traveling part? And then we're given it. We ask and we're given for it, right? Because right. we see what the fuck happened. And Patrick described what the fuck happened to him in the past. That, this is what's interesting about the movie too. And I kind of like this part about it. So at the very first flashback, you see him, um, he's like bowing and like somebody's going like, basically they're coming for you because you're, um, you're implicated in an assassination. And he's like telling his wife, I don't know what they're talking about. This must be a mistake. And then you see him, then you see like his partner getting the, the crap kicked out of him. And he could see that he's been maybe been beat up too. And he's just sitting there and he like closes his eyes and he wakes up and now he's in modern day Japan. He's just uh, opening his eyes and he's in a field. And I like the fact that he just wakes up and he's in Japan. There's no like. I'm going on a wacky time travel adventure and like you see like how it happens. Yeah, it's such a subtle like change because if you look at some of the movies, especially the movies where somebody goes back in time, like Black Knight, like they fall in a well and they're like spinning around. The spinning part is never fun. Like it's like I don't need the spinning part. Yeah, and this movie it's almost a little too jarring for me, like how subtle that that is. But it is kind of cost probably ten thousand dollars max. That this, is not. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the so thing about this movie. Here's the, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna like throw a little a little a shade a, so, a little something in okay. here now. It's just a little a little spice in the soup that we're cooking here, the three of us. Because here's the thing. This this borscht we're cooking, like a chef borscht with cooking. Mm. Oh, that's very wow. yeah. If you listen to all of the episodes of the show, you'll know the reference. Easter eggs. Yes. Uh so. When I was watching with my husband, um, Jay Hunter, if you listen to this podcast, we're very familiar with his episodes as well. Cinematographer of many great things. He, well, he was very offended early on by how little cinematic thought was put in the making of this movie. No cinematic craft. Well, my, my well, it just even a thought. Like there wasn't like, well, all right, how do we shoot this scene? He's like, what the fuck were they thinking? He's like, don't bother. He's like, don't bother. Just, just fucking put a camera and have him walk mm. by. Like they're just like shooting, and it is a TV movie, right? It's made for TV. This film, I oh, looked it up. Okay, yes, that it makes that makes perfect but sense. But there's still okay. a way to put a little bit of effort to be like, well, let's get a little creative. No, 
nobody gives a shit like it, it things are just shot like like a first year of film school would i mean not no i mean no that would be like more creative this is like so jay was very offended by it and 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 like like for example there's like a big fight scene later on right, and it's very... shot with just like one yeah. shot but not in the cool way more like we in only have one way. take yeah we yeah. only have one take shot and then and then at some point the fighting like the actual fighting starts sliding towards the right of the frame and it's a handheld shot and the camera doesn't move and Jay just sits and looks at it and says, yeah, don't bother to even pan to the right where the action is. So that's what I was going through. I, I noticed this, this a lot in the movies that I'll watch, uh, the Japanese movies that you. I'll watch. Oh, okay. It's, it is a very, I almost appreciate it too because I'm watching <laughs> these movies. Fuck what I'm doing. What I forget I'm what the mo- the series was called. It was called like uh, uh, Blood Camp or something. But uh it just at the end of the day they made a movie but they must have done it so quickly and that's awesome like they still made a movie we still know what's going on six days this film he said then i respect it he said if they make it any longer took them to make it than six days then he's really like upset by like how little like how much of a fuck you to the cinema that movie. i think that's what happens and uh that's just kind of their the way they do it and pump it out for the for TV and there's you know a little craft to it, um, right. but it's almost admirable that they it's like oh shit I can make a movie I don't need to worry about what the shots are I just need to point the camera. <laughs> In fact, I actually when I was just a very little sidebar. When I was in grad school, I made a like my thesis with like a short movie, and I remember I had like a friend in New York who was. Um, teacher like a big time teacher at nyu he was teaching like comparative literature some like very like hardcore like graduate stuff at nyu and i was like hey i made a film you should check it out and he watched my film and i said what did you think about it this is me like very young like like 20 years old and thinking like oh whatever 22 and he said look there's sound and then there's video and that's what you did so that's how terrible my thing was. Like he, uh, he couldn't give me. Uh, He's like, there's sound, there's sound and there's in video. video. Yeah, like so. Like here we go. You did you the and but then like you know he meant both of them suck basically. Probably. I mean the sound probably was fine, but I in some ways it feels like yeah the lack of the lack of effort to make this film the master samurai film is is almost like I don't I don't know. It feels like how i felt back then uh, at least i did like i made it like i made something well yeah uh, it's better made than not made and i think right. that's what i appreciate about it well i also i'm like i understood what was going on so if i understand what's going on and i see what what's happening in the plot like i think the most more confusing parts were the the flashbacks all the stuff that happens in modern times even if it is like like i like yeah that fight scene where he beats up the, the he beats teenage. up a 14 year old well, no, no, they're older than that. 18? Yeah. Yeah, they were like a violent gang. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't there, that kid would have got really messed up. Yeah, he was going to get the crap kicked out of him. Yeah, it's basically, uh, not to jump, but he has a bad relationship with this teenager, right, who is the grandson of the owner of the school. Right. And the, we learn suddenly towards the end of the film that that was the most important relationship of the film which we right. didn't know throughout the no. film it didn't yeah. seem to be the number one relationship well this is a thing 
like it's like I, I was gonna say like first of all like the TV thing like what you're talking about I didn't know it was a made for TV movie but it makes perfect sense now because the whole time I'm watching it I'm going like this is like a, like I even like my brain even though I'm watching a movie that ends I'm like this feels like a setup for a series like it feels like a setup for like here's uh, the samurai sorry yeah and he's um he's we're setting him up for his wacky adventures in future Japan and of course we'll. We'll spoiler later on. But uh, like, spoilers, by the way. Yes. Um, so I was like, this. Yeah, this feels like a TV show. Like it's like the op- like the pilot of like a, a TV. bad TV show. Yes. Pilot, pilot of a TV show. <laughs> but then also, I realized watching the movie that there's no real conflict. The conflict is him being there. But like, as far as like, um, every time something comes up that's going to be like a problem for him, it kind of gets solved like pretty quickly. He's a pretty perfect character. Like right. he just but I does like the right thing. He does the right thing, but also like his antagonists are very friendly. Everybody else around him is also kind of like um, they f- figure out real quick that oh, like the, for instance, the the big thing in the movie besides the flashbacks is that his friend is in uh, Tokyo. He's in Kochi right now, and his friend is in Tokyo. So the friend we're talking about is that it's he's okay. Spoiler alert: He's not the only our character. What's his name again? Uh, Takichi. Ta- Takichi is not the only fucking samurai from the past here. Of course, there's another one. Sakamoto, and I, which I called right away. I was like, this motherfucker, even though he doesn't look like there's a guy like this, like a sleazy looking guy with like blue mm-hmm. shades, like eye gl- sunglasses and, and he doesn't have a physique of a samurai. So they're like, didn't even bother to cast anybody. It makes sense. And they're like, <laughs> and they're like, well, look, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. I said right away, because this is going to be another samurai that came from the past to fucking haunt our motherfucker. Like he's going to, he's going to be scary ass antagonist. And he is from the past, which, yes, he's from the past, we'll learn, but he's also a friend of our guy. And he's also hasn't really played any important role in the film. And he, like, disappears and leaves no trace. Um, well, Patrick can interpret it differently. But there's no, like, there's no stakes, basically. And anything he does, there's no stakes. No, what it is is that he's part of the flashback. So here's the thing. Okay, so we, we already talked about that flashback where he, he goes, I don't, I goes, I don't know what this is about. I didn't, um, the, you're, you're, you're responsible for assassinating somebody. I don't know what this is about. He says to his wife, there must be some mistake. Then he, he gets beat up and, and he's in jail and then he goes to the future. Then you see later on, he, he has another, another flashback. flashback and you find out he basically killed the people. <laughs> he kind of like, I don't know where ordered to kill these people. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, like they were yeah. dicks, yeah. but it wasn't like oh shit they trying like it wasn't in defense it wasn't like they're trying to kill us let's kill them it was like they're dicks let's kill them right it was like they're his he basically they got one establishing scene where he's walking with his buddies and i'm guessing they're like his lower samurai and he's part of a house and then the a higher house uh walks by and then they basically just say like you gotta bow and then when they're bowing, dicks. they're being dicks to them while they're doing it but like it's not even the guy that who's the head of the house, it's like his little, his underling who's the dick. He's like, no, you, you dog, you, you'd bow even lower. And then later, then the next scene, you see all his, uh, you see the master samurai and you see all his people around him and they're like, do something about it, do something about it. And then he's all like, all right, you can go, go ahead and kill him. Because he really, <laughs> he gives in after, under pressure. We're learning about this guy. Like when a bunch of people just ask him for something, he's like, he can't help. Just like little kids asking 
for some. You right. just can't say no. And in many ways, that movie, this movie seems like our podcast in that it's best if you already know what's going on to then enjoy this particular piece. So it's like if you've read the manga many times, then you're like, oh, I fucking know what's going on already. And I don't need to worry why he ordered to kill these people. Because to me, it was shocking. Why? How yeah. the fuck did it go from these people are dicks to... I'm a great guy. I'm a hero, but I'm also murdering to like and ordering the problem, to murder these people. That's it's like it could be interesting, but it's so at odds with the tone of the movie. Right, right. That's really the huge problem. You have this movie where these cute little kids are like, "Oh, he taught us Kawaii. if we three people work together, right. then they can do amazing things." It's like it's so Hallmark, it's so Disney Channel, and then and it's also like there's other things too, like where he's like eating the food and he's all, like, "Oh, this is the greatest Very thing I've old. ever." My favorite part oh, is yeah. him all reacting the gags. to food. Yeah. yeah, there's all those like, oh, I'm enjoying the present gags and stuff right. like that. Uh, that they're cute and yeah. fun, not necessarily. Um, it, it's tough because I think this is a very well tread concept, right? And I don't have problems with that. Like you have the Groundhog's Day type concept yeah. that uh, people redo. Like Palm Springs just came out, so. It was still really enjoyable. I love your reference. But the devil's contemporary references are very like, just keep on coming. This. Oh yeah, I try to keep up on it. Yeah. Uh, So you you have these. It's in the details. It has to be the details. They have to be interesting and fun. They can't just. Yeah, it's not what. It's how, right? It's like you already know what this. Yeah, and I didn't think the details were that funny or interesting for it. (laughs) It it kind of felt. We all did improv together. And there'd chef be mapping Borscht. scenes. But right? I, I, think, I think... It was my, very much like a Chef Borscht probably show would be. <laughs> like the setup would be very... Where a dark ending. <laughs> a really dark ending. But I like... I like... That's, what, that's why I'm a sucker for this type of movie though. Because of that, that thing. And like... And I do appreciate that they didn't have him look at... Watch TV. Like that's the one thing they decided not to do. Is he didn't see a movie or a TV show. Which is what they always do in these types of movies. They always have him like watch TV and they go who's inside the box and stuff like that and this movie in this film it's the stupid smartphone where he gets all the instagram stuff going he goes on. yeah the instagram but he also gets intrigued by the little game in the thing and goes, but then he understands how it can ruin his brain and he asks the kids to put away that phone so he doesn't have to play a stupid game so um i also have to say since we're trying to zone in like the tone and like what is so weird about the tone because again i was watching my husband and we're both like we think this movie is made for kids who are older than the tiny kids, like the four-year-olds that are in the movie mm-hmm. that he's teaching, but like definitely younger than the kids that are like the teenage couple. Because if I'm watching a movie about like beautiful like teenage girl and I'm like, hey, I look up to her. I want to be like her. This is like what gets me like excited. And then like she has a cute boyfriend. He's very like singer like kind of attractive boy and so they're like 16 so we're like okay this is a movie for 12 year olds this was like jenna like this is a movie for 12 year olds i would say that's an accurate that's uh, an accurate thing and and until the very last scene and i mean i know we just described the middle scene but well let's go well i want to say like what that's i noticed right away too so like after the he goes okay let's assassinate these this guy let's assassinate toyo who's the the other house who's who's the head of the house that are treating him like uh, garbage because let's assassinate him. So then his, the, the guy who's his buddy, 
we find out in the future who's in the future he leaves he goes like i'm not going to be part of this i'm taking off and then the very amicably like right he's like i'm going to find <laughs> a different way to make things different around here and then he gets an, there's another samurai who decides he's going to be part of the plot to actually assassinate him so uh uh takichi never ta- he's not a part of it he basically just tells his dudes go ahead you're you're okayed you can assassinate him so then they in the middle of the rain he is uh the they assassinate toyo this is all in the past it, this happens in, this happens in the past mm. um and i remember when that happens when they're like doing the little sword fighting and then they then they finally like stab him and they pull the sword out yeah i'm like oh this is bloodless there's no blood in this scene whatsoever yeah and i'm like this is a very violent scene, but they're like, but we want to have it both ways. So we're not going to have any blood. Yeah. In. Yeah. I didn't think like it was like for 12 year olds, like I was, super shocking. I mean, no. not for American 12 year olds, but like, hey, like 12 year olds in Japan probably seen that shit. Well, right. it's like what's historical. Some of the historical stories of samurai are pretty dark. Uh, and I imagine maybe it's part of the culture. Like frame this as a the Western movie where a cowboy right, comes shoots somebody, and you find out yeah comes? that the cowboy it's like a cute oh. movie and the cowboy and hot cops, <laughs> not cops, but uh, um. <laughs> they uh, you find out that the cowboy you know ordered somebody to get killed and then shot himself in the head at the end of the movie. <laughs> Like, hey, Joe basically hey, is giving spoiler, away. Uh, okay. for the I mean, the like, movie. how long are we going to hold this? Let, we, you, we have to get to he, it. Like, I, all right. He, yeah. Patrick, go ahead. Own it. All right. So this is what made me especially want to talk about this Fucking movie with yes. you guys. Is because, okay, we already have this. Uh, um, before, oh, right before we get, say it. No, right before we get to the end of the movie. Everybody knows what we're talking about. There's a about. part in the movie where he finally goes back to the past. So we, we have all this, like, stuff happen and he, like, um, he saves some kids. He get and then, he beat then, the shit out of other kids. He beats the shit out of other kids, and this is uh, he doesn't really save those kids who get lost in well, the no, forest, but which is ha- a whole separate thing. It's his the influence. Thing. It's his influence. It's gave the dumbest them the, thing. Uh, the power. All right. right. So no, then, I think I think it was cute. I could have used more so of. So he gets uh, just in trouble. That. He gets in trouble for beating up those kids in modern day. Surprise, surprise! And the cops are coming for him. And then instead of. Which would have made it an interesting movie. The nicest cops, by the way. But it would also make an interesting movie if he had to go on trial. And like that's what I was like going like, oh, maybe this is going to be an actual thing where like he goes on trial. You and wanted like, a courtroom drama. <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting to me. Uh, but I was ready, like ready for them to wrap it up. But right. Oh at yeah. That point, <laughs> yeah. Pro- I don't need <laughs> forty minutes of fucking courtroom. <laughs> but at that point, they need to wrap it up. But at the same time, that would have been an interesting movie in itself—a uh-huh. courtroom drama about a samurai goes back in time and then he gets arrested for beating up kids, and then they have to do a courtroom drama about it. But so, if you're listening, the makers of this film. Yeah. So they escape on his motor scooter, and then he gets hit by—they get hit by a truck, and then that somehow pushes him back to like his, there's no body right there's no corpse there's no corpse and then he gets pushed back to his his uh to the past he had to die to go back in the past and then he's in his cell and then he basically tells his jailer like they're like are you prepared to like uh, finito to like you know be executed and he's like and and he goes you won't be here to see the the restoration he goes i've seen how it is in 150 years and, and i like it and he goes and the chocolate cr- cake is great because you know like what that. he got <laughs> sent into 2019 not into 2020 yeah. <laughs> can you, you imagine 
<laughs> it was like it's super weird, yeah. guys. You can't hang out with anybody. People wear masks, yeah. and everybody's on Zoom. Yes, every, everybody's talking through screens. Um, but yeah, so then <laughs> it just ends with him doing a, in the courtyard in in the courtyard, and it's a and they actually foreshadow this. They say it in the movie what's going to happen to him. Well, we already said it pretty much. Yeah, but then, but I'm saying in the movie itself, they say like how how he comes to an end, and then in the movie, at the very end of the movie, he takes out a ritual knife and he commits seppuku or hari kari, which is really opening like up his own opening his own guts out. And you see the guts spilling out in my <laughs> no, you see them on the screen. He he actually does it seven times. The because you can never do the seven time like twisting of the knife but he actually manages to get to seven twists and you see the spillage of all the bowels on the ground but they form a smiley face and in some ways it's like it's like it's like a message to the kids hey thanks for watching (laughs) (laughs) you'll disappoint when they watch the movie they don't show the guts uh, spilling out but they do show him commit hair carry yeah I couldn't believe it yeah, and at that, by that point, I had had a couple beers watching the movie, so, so I was just like, "What the just fuck?" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "Did that? Did he just really kill?" I I must have misinterpreted. I was like, "I got it wrong," but no, he really, I, he really I, does I still it. think it's movie for a twelve year old. Like, it, I just found. I, I think it is. Like, yeah, this movie. I was like, I, when that happened, I was like, "This movie is hardcore," and like, I was one of the. <laughs> I was just like, I just like. And that was the thing. I was watching this movie going, this feels like a setup for a series. This movie feels like this is about the wacky adventures. Oh, it looks like it's Patrick pitching it in the studio. Of Go Samurai on. Man uh-huh. coming Elevator to the Elevator pitch. You have 20 like, seconds. And that's what it would be. Like one of, one of the stories would have been he goes on trial for beating up kids. This is episode two, guys. He, he can't just it. beat up kids in, in modern day Tokyo. <laughs> no, even if they're wearing matching red uh, jumpsuits. Well, also, uh, yeah, they're they, obviously a gang. Yeah. <laughs> And they have the same hairstyles. Like they were really gonna hit that, hurt that kid, and the cops—they're just like, "Well, they're young." Right. Like no, but it was insane. Like those kids were like, they you know they were wearing matching red suits, and they had all like side hair, like a bleach hair, and they had a couple of white guys in the mix. I think for just I don't know why. Like there was like at some point there were four kids on the screen, and then the camera pans left, and we come back, and he's like, "Whoa, there's so many of you!" And those all of a sudden there's 16 kids. I don't know like how they like they just push the extras into the shot, uh, like like very bad directing, and 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 so those were like the bad guys of the film, really, because there's really the other bad guys are in the past, right? Right, and you wouldn't even call them bad guys. Like you would go, they're oh. victims. <laughs> He's a bad guy in the past, <laughs> kind of. There's no bad guy in this film whatsoever. So then the, another big, so the climax of this film is that the little kids, the three kids that I guess were were kind of warmed up to by the end of this film. No, I didn't care about those kids at all. Uh, were, I thought, like, I I thought they were cute. There were like three cute kids that like semi stood out from the rest of the cute kids. But to me, like the whole like the whole class, they're cute. You're like these are cute bunch of cute kids, kids. who are students, and they all love our master samurai. But like the only reason those three kids stood out is because they one time went, "Hey, you should go up to the hills with us and catch." And he said no. He like a Pokemon basically. Right. He said yeah. I would. He goes, "I'll have fun. I'll do that with you." But then when they actually come up to him. He says, he says I, nah. don't, I don't have time. I got to go see my... He doesn't say that to them, but I got to go see my dead wife in, at a gravesite. So he had a good reason to not 
follow up on the word that he gave this three five-year-olds to go basically like search for Pokemon in like Dark Mountain, like somewhere in the forest. So they leave, right? And I'm like, holy shit, this kid's like, <laughs> I, I, how, what is going to happen? And then the, like the phones and that, like nobody can reach them. It's middle of the night and the old man is freaking out. The owner of the, of the school, he's freaking out. Oh my God, the parents, what is going on? Actually, I don't think we saw the parents. It was be extras they didn't have money for. And no, it was those three mothers. They were? It was oh, the, the ones that they like, have hot. At the very beginning yeah, they were the hot, horny for the right. sexy summer. Yeah, they made them snacks. Too. Yeah. And so you're like, whoa, did these kids fall into the wormhole and go into the past? Did they get oh, right? I never right? That was my pitch. That was, that was really, my pitch. That would have been something interesting that. too, man. I'm like, they <laughs> fucking got sucked into the past, these kids. Like, he has to go and rescue them. Whoa, this movie's going to be two and a half hours. You know what? If it's going to get better, I might just stick around. No. <laughs> the kids were in the forest in the like bad connection area and then the batteries died for their phones but they're just standing like three kids in the corner and they don't even bother shoot them like well i mean there's no lights in that forest scenes at all no, Jay's no like, need to like even one call scene. that out the whole movie is <laughs> just camera pointed i mean the camera was pointed not even on their eye level the camera was just pointed from however tall with that cameraman and looking down at them it was like this like three shot and i remember jay looking and be like no don't even fucking bother to like just squat like just just no don't even get a shot don't even bother to light this scene or see this kids like eye eye level like it's like what does it even say about the scene it really looked like like a grandmother like just was like i'll take a picture of my three kids <laughs> such bad uh lack of thinking for the cinematographer and so then he rescues them by going with this kid this teenager sachi or Saki, like they go together to the forest and easily, easily find the kids. There's basically yeah. nothing, on, no obstacles stop no, them. It's those, very quickly resolved. <laughs> right. That's, That's the climax of the movie. Those, but those kids also used that lesson, right? It was three of us, and if we stick together like those arrows, we can't be broken. And then but, all they basically did was take paper out of their backpack and then just put... Oh, yeah, they, they drew some like drew, arrows. Drew like arrows and yeah. go, like, hey, we're going to be yeah. over here. Oh, such a bad. And they could also just stay where they were. It wasn't great. Right? And and then I love, obviously, like the kid acting where they just like are holding their fists to their eyeballs and pretending to cry. Yeah. That's probably why they didn't do cut-ins of them because there's no way they could actually get them to really cry. So. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was all meant. Yeah. That's what I like, though. It's like just this. I'm so obsessed with this idea of like just making a movie and just like hey, we don't even need to worry if the actor can cry because if they do this, the viewer <laughs> knows that they're Joe crying. is rubbing his eyeballs with his, like, yeah, just knuckles. The like, the, there's all those little moments that you don't need to do well. You just need to do. The audience is smart enough to fill in the gaps. But that, that was also the other thing. that what we talked about his friend. So in the past, his friend leaves and says, okay, we're not, I don't want to deal with your assassination. Then he finds out in the future that his friend... Uh, has been in future times for like six years. Mm-hmm. They never say like how he lost all the body muscle weight. Like the muscle right. <laughs> just evaporated. Yeah, he really got into just being a modern day Japanese mm-hmm. man. And like he, uh, so he comes over and he's he to go visit. And like at first you don't know, like I, I personally didn't know. Like you said, you figured out right away he's a, another samurai. And I was like, 
Maybe he's just a reporter going to see this dude. I have no idea who he is. Right, because he looked up on the Instagram video like everybody else was looking him up on Instagram of our hero because this like you know young girl is posting these funny videos of him. Um, and this is the guy who's like zones in and it's like, shit, I got to find this guy, right? Right. And, and then, so you're like, you buying Patrick into the fact that he's a reporter, maybe looking into this Yeah, I'm like wondering who he is. And that's also because I can't, re- and this is what's funny about this movie, and I, I don't know if it's a Japanese thing or what. I couldn't recognize him as being the guy from the past who goes, I'm not going to be involved with any of this stuff. Oh, nobody recognized him. Yeah. Not because, I don't think it was because like we couldn't recognize him. I don't think there was like any effort in done in filming it that would like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like even expose his face for once. Because it was he, just a dark street and nobody saw that. But what's funny is when he goes to visit the samurai who actually does know him, he doesn't even recognize him. The master samurai doesn't yeah. even recognize his friend. And... He immediately goes, who are you? You a thief? And then he starts to try to fight him. And then when he finally is about to like beat him up, he looks, the guy finally goes, no, I'm your buddy. And then he goes, oh, you're, you're, uh, you're, you know, Sakamoto. You're my, wow. My Patrick buddy really t- has his notes all. Well, cause I knew I wouldn't remember <laughs> people's names. Like yeah. the, I'm, I'm bad at names. Like in just in, in regular English. Half the movies. time he calls me Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey Sarah, what's going on? What's, what yeah. are we doing? Here? Like, Sasha, Sasha, and that's uh, how our fights start. Yeah, and I beat him up. So yeah, I mean, is there anything else we need to say about this fucking movie? I will say, I think what doesn't work about it is the main tension of a movie like this is will the person get back? Because you want them to get back to their time, but then they start to learn and love in this new time. So it's like, oh, okay, that's the trajectory of these movies. But in this movie, you're not really wanting him to get back to his time because he's just going to be in jail and killed. I guess there's a little bit of so like the wife situation it. that like he misses his wife. He does, because... but he's in jail. So it's like, yeah. dude, you're not going to see your wife. You're going back to something bad. So the, there's no, uh, that's not drama at all. Right. right. Uh, but I also, that's what my, my thing was like when I first watched it, I go, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know if that's, he knows he's going to kill himself. He, his friend tells him, there's a statue of, of you out here, and it says you committed seppuku in this spot in, you know, whatever time period it is. Edu. And then he, so then I'm like, maybe he'll go back to the past, and he figures something out, and he changes the future. Like, I don't know, like, I, to me, like, when I'm watching a movie like this, I go, it can go anywhere, because it's a... It's, it's a, like a shitty live-action Samurai Jack. in reverse reverse samurai jack yeah i guess in some ways yeah yeah Yeah. i I never watched samurai jack shocking patrick for a person like yourself who's worked on a lot of great yeah and it was animation when samurai jack came out that was a popular show and it would have been a time when i was actually watching a lot of animation but for some reason i never watched it all right great explanation yeah just thanks for that all right explanation right there um so okay great i mean i think we've exhausted this movie is there any characters that particularly stood out that you want to bring up there was a cute old man right who sakai the, yeah the main guy well yeah but like that's what i'm saying like with this type of movie like only thing that kind of keeps me like obviously the main guy i feel like he him just as a person like him as an actor or whatever he exudes charisma. I get it. You have a crush yeah, on the I do. main yeah. guy. Well, I did notice too when he when there, there's a scene with the, that uh, the kid and him kind of like the first time the kid like confronts him and goes like, "You don't tell the me." Teenager what, kid. Yeah, the teenager yeah. kid goes, "You don't tell me what to do," 
and uh what and, a dick really and, and he's all and he goes like he goes i'm just telling you no i don't see you studying and you should go study he goes well, you come you come over here and you think you're you're hot wait we'll just summarize you come over here and you think you're hot shit don't you know this is a meritocracy and he throws a punch at the samurai and the samurai catches it and you can just see the samurai's got these man hands and the kid's got these little slight and you like and that? that? And that kid is the same size as him, like they're the same height. But you know that was but you're like that the, was a stand-in. It was like a five-year one of the five-year-olds actually. Yeah, they just used his fist. That's cinematic technique. I know they really that that was like they spent that's the day just doing that. Technique. Yeah, yeah, that's an effect shot. Right. <laughs> the hand was very short. But the elbow like, was like five inches away from the wrist. It was tiny hand. But how he, did you not notice? It was a baby's yeah, hand. Yeah, it was a baby's hand. <laughs> it took a little toddler. But, but he really liked it. That's all we we know. Is <laughs> yeah. that Big D really oh, liked that moment. Big D. But he's but he's a he's he's charismatic, and then like the old guy's charismatic, in like an older Juzu Yoshida type of way. Right, right. Like I like the former guest of the, the podcast. Shout out. The characters are <laughs> endearing, but the movie itself, and like like I said, it's very like I didn't like I didn't know who it was made for. That was the reason why. Well, I brought we explained to you. Right. You say you say twelve year olds. I go like, is it? Because I'm thinking of like a movie that's for everybody, which is like Star Wars. We'll just say Star Wars. Just like, that's for everybody. That has violence. It's a space opera. Are you comparing this movie to a Star Wars? <laughs> yes. Is that where we're <laughs> it's, at? Uh, it's, like, uh, it's, it's the Star Wars of Japanese cinema. No, but uh, I'm saying is like, you can go, that movie's for kids. But like anybody can watch it. This movie feels like, is it for kids? If it is for kids, what age group is it for? Do they get the past, the past parts? If you're 12 years old, when you see a guy get hit with a sword, you want to see blood come out of him. When I was 12, I didn't give a, like, I wasn't going like, oh, no, I saw blood come out of a guy who got stabbed. So, like, I'd actually want to see that. I don't want to see, like, an arm get cut off. Well, we know you and, did. And that doesn't happen in this movie at all. And even, the, even though I love the ending because it's so hardcore, you don't see anything there either. Well, that's because you turned it off too fast. I saw well, yeah. the guts spilling out and forming a smiley face. Yeah. Well, no, but, like, like Thank I said, you, children. <laughs> Like an, Thanks for watching. An old, a good samurai movie, which is this, uh, the sequel to Yojimbo, is called Senjuro. And in we that all know that. We, I don't we know. do. In, in, Go in, on. In that movie, the, the, that movie's actually, like, those movies are black and white, and they're actually pretty bloodless because of, I just feel like they're just more, um, it's like an operatic thing. I have no idea. It might just be a cinema thing at the time. But the very end, when he, the very ending of Sanjuro, he does cut a guy and he just spurts blood like crazy. And Hell that yeah. feels like almost like a statement on the movie itself. And like it's and it's done um, purposefully. And I thought <laughs> even on this movie, if they had done that with that final scene, that would have been something interesting in that respect. But just the fact that a movie ends with that uh, seppuku scene is in, makes the movie interesting to me just because it's so crazy on on like a, yeah this movie's for kids level great yeah i think it's worthy of discussion for that reason yeah great and so we did uh so now we move into the final part of our p episode where we rate the subject we can also rate patrick against other friends that we have but that would be a stretch so we'll just rate this film against anything else that you really want to rate this film so if you are not familiar with this podcast, this is how it works. Each of us is going to create a 10-point scale where we find another piece of art, in this case a film, that is similar 
to you. Like, it doesn't have to be similar to me, but, like, you find it similar to another movie. And then you place that other movie on the scale and you compare this film against it. So we'll start, Joe and I, and you'll pick it up, Patrick. You know, your IQ is not as bad as they say. And you'll uh, who it says? <laughs> who says? It's a talk of the town. It's a talk of Glendora. Place. Lowest IQ in Glendora. <laughs> Do you want to start, Joe? Do you have anything? We yeah, I have one. All right. Uh, let's say the fellow Japanese movie One Cut of the Dead is a mm. 10. What is one cut of the dead? I'm gonna look it it's up. It's fantastic. I would, I would just go watch it without knowing anything about it. Oh wow! But it's also a movie. It doesn't look great, no, but it, it looks, is. It looks great. awful, but it's hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not necessarily always a good sign. But fucking looks great. Yeah, it's very good. I'd say go watch it. Don't even watch the trailer. Just like watch it. It's worth it. That's a ten. I would say this is a two. Whoa, this is the lowest rating I've ever heard you give to anything. Well, and I also want everybody to know how I rate things in movies. I'm not rating them all against each other, just this. So let's say I gave a movie four stars out of five, and I gave another movie two stars out of five. That doesn't mean that one of those movies is better than the other. I'm grading it on what that movie is trying to be. Right, so you're looking at the potential essential not the final product yeah if this is one that doesn't mean that last week when we talked about i don't know ancient aliens and it was a four it doesn't mean i think ancient aliens is better than this oh no for sure it wouldn't yeah no that's why the scale is individualized like specifically to this particular piece yeah, yeah. i don't i'm want glad to, that we made it clear yeah yeah because it's i would say there insane. are things that we that have to keep track of everything yeah. in your life you're like that'd be insane yeah no, no, no. Yeah, that makes sense. That uh, that uh, for you, yeah. You, but but two, but it's a two is yet very. I mean, the, the ten must be very high ten for you. Like the the cut of the dead must be very. Yeah, it's high. very. Good. It's like peaking so hard that like the two is just the natural result of it. Exactly. Yeah. I will take uh, today's movie, um, Master Samurai, and rate it against. A movie that, since we spoke about him a few times, uh, by Akira Kurosawa. And I will take, fuck it, because Patrick brought it up, The Hidden Fortress, which inspired George Lucas to create Star Wars. So I'm, I'm taking, like, one of the masterpieces of the world cinema. Uh, and if The Hidden Fortress, which I've watched recently, is a nine, eh, I love it a lot. But um, I guess there's Kurosawa's tens, like Ran and... Uh, Throne of Blood that I'm more of my favorites but if I take um, The Hidden Fortress and give it a 9 this movie is a 3 right um, well. I just you know you know what was really like enjoyable piece of like in, in the, it could, here's the thing it was pretty bad this movie but <laughs> it was pretty shitty but <laughs> the lovely thing about it was I love Japan. Like, I am such a fan of Japan. And I love it so much. And to see Japan in this pre-COVID state and just, like, lovely people around. And just to see, like, this little young kids, like, going to uh, karaoke, like, uh, you know, just, like, hanging out on a little date. And even though, even though he's very misogynist and he keeps calling her... He's like, you're stupid. You're stupid, the teenager calls her, the girl. And she's just like... 
hey, I love you, and takes his hand, but he never <laughs> responds to her, like he never replies to her with affection. He's just, just spinning game. That's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> For 10 yeah. years, he's been spinning games since he was six years old. But like, I really enjoyed just seeing fucking Japan that I miss so much, and I can't wait to go back. Uh, and that like gave me like probably extra two points. Yeah, that, that was also something I liked about it. So that. between three and four, I'm going to 3.5. 3.5 uh, against the Hidden Fortress, that's a nine. Yeah. What about you, Patrick? Much more important than whatever. Okay, so I, I just... You can, you can put a I can ton say, of things I on that. I know, I, I was going to say, I could, I could say whatever. I, I was going to say, I was going to compare this actually to a Hong Kong action movie called The Iceman Cometh. The Iceman Cometh is a movie, um, I think it's like the, it might be 80s or 90s, I don't know exactly when. Um, it was with Yoon Bao, who's one of the guys from, um, and Maggie Chung. And mm. uh, Yoon Bao is one of like Jackie Chan's cohorts. There's like the three guys, Sam Ong, Jackie Chan, and Yoon Bao. And mm. it's the same type of uh, movie. It's a, uh, it's, he's from like, an- from ancient China. And he has like this enemy he's, he's tracking. And they both end up getting frozen in ice. And then they, then they end up in modern, in modern China. And they're they're having. That sounds their, a much better movie than this. <laughs> they're having. Yeah. I would have. I that might have been a movie I would have picked too. And you know what? You can come back and we'll fucking record another one. Um, so that movie has got its problems and stuff, but like it's a way more a better example of this type of movie. Um, as far as like the going back in time, having a having like an antagonist and and actual, actually having a story, actual, actual and conflict, uh-huh. and then it's also on, and then the actual the uh, the. Um, and then the Hong Kong element of just being an ac- a Hong Kong action movie and, a little, and being, being a little and wild. people spending some time setting up the shots, right? Right. But, like, but, you know, like if you've ever watched Hong Kong action movies, they're like more wild. They're more like frantic with the camera work and stuff. But um, thoughtful. Yeah. So I would give that like a, I mean, like uh, based on like Hong Kong movies, that's like a seven or an eight. Hmm. Um, and then like based on like a time travel movie, uh, like I would give... I want to say this movie is a four. Wait, so if it, so See, it's, it's a little bit different. Weird. It's a little bit different thing you're doing, but uh, but I'm down with it. So it's interesting. There's a <laughs> I don't weird. How this this is weird what you're doing. Throw right. at that eight. This <laughs> is super weird. All right, so you have a scale that's like specifically only reflects the Hong Kongness of this movie, like how Hong Kongy this film is, well, no. and in terms of how Hong Kongy actiony this film is, oh, okay. it's like a seven. It's like it's like it's level seven. So here's the thing. Okay, well, I, let's just go for entertainment value. Um, <laughs> okay, entertainment value. I spent come. It's like one of my f- my favorite like Hong Kong movies. Um, but I still give it an eight. <laughs> Sorry, uh, right. it's not like a nine or two because like there's, there's it, that's just there's like drunken ma- like drunken master two and stuff where like I've 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 just like, everybody research everything Patrick says put above it. But like, um, but like it's still like a fun movie to watch and just put on and watch. Um, this movie is only good the first time I watched it and only good because of it's such a like what the hell is. What the hell? I'm always constantly asking questions. What's going to happen and what, what the hell's going on? And like I said, mm. the second time watching it, it was like, I already know what's going to happen. This is not as interesting to watch. So that's why I give Nothing it... Nothing is the answer. Right. I give it a four because it's just like... Um, uh, like if you watch it the first time, I'll give it a seven just because it's... If you don't know anything about it, but since we talked about it and you guys wow. know... Patrick complicated anybody, the skill system. Yeah. Anybody who's listening to it. If this. you've watched it three times though, <laughs> then it's right. a 10. But yeah. on the fifth time... I mean, I never, I never claimed our system with the scale to be perfect. Like I always was saying like... 
hey, like, it's just like a little thing we do each individually, like in this moment in time. But Patrick, like, exposed all the faults of our system and <laughs> then, like, made it so complicated that it became, like, uh, a scientific, like, model that I cannot comprehend. Like, my brain just fails at <laughs> comprehending you it. You broke the system. It's because yeah. my IQ is so low. You guys don't understand me. <laughs> it is. It's like it meets you on the other side of the genius IQs. That's yeah. how low it's. So because it is a spectrum. I should have kept it simple. Always I, keep it simple. You always keep it simple. So okay, so okay, wait. So four. Somehow somehow somewhere it's a four, right? Right. And it's just because of the, the things I that you guys already kind of brought up. It's just there's no conflict with the movie. Everything <laughs> gets solved right away. And like what makes the movie interesting to me is the his what's gonna happen. Tits. What's yeah, what's gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, his pectoralis muscles, and That's, that is a better. Way and his movie. big hands. Yeah, his big hands. Against the baby hand, especially. It's yes. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, it's the juxtaposition. Mm, is what's good. And mm -hmm. uh, soft. I have a soft spot for big guys. Yeah, for no, for, for like the like I said, the fish out of water, mm -hmm. going. You know, uh, and like the very open. Like I said, the opening sequence where he's like in the supermarket and they go, "Oh, a samurai." Uh, and here's an apple. Like those things, actually, I I'm I have fun watching. Mm -hmm. So great. Well, I think that concludes this episode of this podcast, don't you think, Patrick? Yeah. Anything you wanna tell us about? Like what's what's going on? What you're working on? What what should the audience? Uh, where should they see your work? Except um, for you running just fucking every morning on Burbank. Right. And Burbank, if you, like yeah, if you're running, miles. if you're walking around Burbank uh, in the mornings, you might see me running. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I don't have anything to. You're uh, only working on Disenchanted, one of like. No, it's super Disenchantment. Disenchantment. I'm right. sorry. Is that is that a I, movie I, Disenchanted? I just work on it. I there's no like, no one. Um, you know, watch it. It means if you watch, he's it, the accountant for this film. <laughs> if you if you watch it, obviously the more viewers and the more then it gets on picked up extra seasons, and then they might ask me back to. Patrick, to what do you do for it. a living? I do uh, storyboarding. Storyboarding, so that's interesting. Right. More, in more like more accurately, storyboard revisions, but it's in the storyboarding category. So I just say storyboarding because. Do you not create the characters from scratch? No. But you do, uh, you take notes, right? And you make those characters rotate, right? I'm a, I am a cog in the wheel. I like, no, I mm -hmm. just, I just draw. I draw and I, I'm, I'm confident. I draw, therefore I am. <laughs> and I, I do the best I can and I, and I, and I'm a professional. That's what. Uh, what a humble, <laughs> humble man. Yes. I know. That should have been your bio. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I draw and I'm a professional. All right, great. Joe, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh well, yeah, check out robotblackbeltchampion.com for my comic book. It's up there free, speaking of drawings, and also Beat It Movie Reviews podcast. We yeah. review movies. Sister, sister podcast. Yeah, but I am starting on a new comic book project as well, so uh, be on the lookout for that, everybody. Uh, what about you, Instagram, Joe? I know you have a cute puppy that people might want to check out. Oh yeah, uh, Joe underscore Cabello on how the you Instagram. That. C A B E. L L O. Just like the hair, right? Yep, you got it. Thank you, Elizabeth Salut, for artwork. Thank you, Jay Hunter, for production support. Thank you, Bright Walker, for this amazing new track that we've been enjoying so, so much. Thank you, Patrick, for coming on to the show. Thank you. And thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>